Hi everyone, it's Daya Kaliwo, your host of the Also Grind podcast, where I am joined by entrepreneurs and career folks doing amazing stuff as they share their original stories and lessons learned along the way. On this episode, I visited Fola Olatunji David at the Google Nigeria office in Ikoyi, Lagos. Fola works with Google Launchpad Africa as the head of startup success and services. He had previously worked at Stambik IBTC as an infrastructure support, Cardinal Stone as a senior IT analyst, Venture Garden Group as VP Business Development, and more recently, Ventures Platform as an acceleration program manager. He spoke about the epiphany he had while on his honeymoon, the journey to where he is right now, the best piece of advice he ever got, an app he uses frequently called Blinkist, and a bit more. Just to remind you that you can subscribe to this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, and Anchor. If you know anyone doing amazing stuff and you would love to hear about the story on this podcast, feel free to recommend by tweeting at me at N-A-T-E-K-O-R-L. That's Nate's call. Do enjoy this podcast. Hi everyone, my name is Dario, your host of the Also Grind podcast, and I'm here with Fola Olatunji David. Um, how are you doing, Fola? Good, good. Good to be here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Like, um, <laughs> I'm in Google Nigeria's office yes. in Ikoyi, and it's beautiful. Like, it's I love I love the space. Like, thanks. I can't imagine you coming every morning, like, <laughs> looking forward to like being yeah, in the office. How's it? It it's good. It's uh, it's always good when you have an environment that inspires. I mean, the whole office is littered with artwork. Uh, it's littered with uh, tributes to the city of Lagos, to Nigeria as a country. Mm-hmm. And it's also full of warm people who are very excited about the work they do. So it's, it's a good environment to work. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so the last time we saw was an event in Ventures Platform, yes. right? Um, one of those meet and greets, so stuff mm-hmm. like that. And um, a big you know, one now. We don't see. We don't see. <laughs> you know, and that's what you always say. Like, um, where where have you been? Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you up to? And you know, that shows you a lot about how passionate you are about um, um, the field you're in, right? Tell me a bit. Let's talk about your background, how you got into ventures platform, and we'll take it from there. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, little known fact: I'm a core systems engineer, so I studied uh, computer science. About first finished my first degree about eleven years ago, two thousand seven. Um, started working in IT infrastructure, so I worked with Stambic uh, IBTC Bank for well Stambic before it became Stambic IBTC for about two years. Was with them with, during the merger, and at that point, um, very funny story. I had mentors within the bank, but my two mentors were the head of the investment bank and the head of the bank itself. Well, and. Uh, and I was like, oh, one day I want to be CEO. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my mentors told me, look, you're a tech guy. Uh, you need to understand the business aspect of the business. Mm-hmm. And uh, that really struck me. This, I think this was 2008. But he said, you need to understand the business. And it's not like now where tech guys, you have tech CEOs. Back yeah. then, you're either the tech guy or the business guy. Simple, yeah. So simple, there was no overlap. <laughs> and, and I'll reference this later on. But anyway, so that made me go back to school. So I went... And I did another degree in IT and business and almost immediately followed it up with an MBA with a focus on technology. So a few years after, I moved uh, 
back to Nigeria again. Worked as a head of IT at Stroke CIO at uh, Cardinal Stone. And um, did that for a bit until I said I wanted more. So I, I left the country, uh, lectured at a university, worked in media. Oh, really? In, yes. What, what, what university? <laughs> uh, Middlesex University. Nice. Mauritius. Nice. So um, worked in media. Did all of this and uh, moved back to Nigeria in 2014. Uh, I was experimenting with NYSE. So I did my NYSE in 2014, seven years after I graduated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was around that period that I started being exposed to startups um, again. So I mean, obviously, I've, I've always been, I was brought up in an entrepreneurial home. Around 2014, I started seeing startups in Nigeria and understanding the space. Obviously, I'd been reading tech blogs. Uh, at the time, uh, Tech Cabal was like my Bible. Same year, same, same year, same year. <laughs> Making notes of people who you want to uh, follow. I'd been following the stories of uh, Jason at the time, following the stories of Sam, Shigaya, mm-hmm. and just basically just putting myself in in the ecosystem from afar. You, you, you couldn't help but look from the outside and wonder, look, I need to be back in Nigeria. And play my part. I get the feeling. And <laughs> funny story is, uh, my move back to Nigeria was was after reading one Forbes thirty under thirty. I don't know what just got into me. I was just like, okay, I'm going back. Yes. Yeah. I wasn't jealous of the people on the article. I was just motivated. And, yeah. I, and I think that's the purpose of articles like that. So I was mm-hmm. motivated. I look, oh boy, they're approaching thirty. Yeah. I quickly go and do something mm-hmm. in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, so I moved back, but that that move didn't last long. A mix of Lagos traffic <laughs> and Lagos sun <laughs> and stress. So yeah. I, I moved back to the UK and, and I think that that was pre, predestined because it was on my final move in 2014 to 2015 that I joined a team called UCL Advances. So they're the business and accelerator arm of University College London. And I was program manager for the summer accelerator. So I worked with about 40 businesses, helping them scale from idea to product, to, to MVP to product. And that was a very, it was a very creative uh, experience for me. Yeah. And so when I moved back to Nigeria, finally, uh, hopefully, finally, <laughs> yeah, in twenty late twenty fifteen, and I joined Venture Garden Group. Part of what really excited me about the opportunity was uh, being able to work as part of a young team building a startup that VGG was at the time. At the time, they had just raised twenty million dollars in funding from Covergence Partners. And they're building out books of business. So I used to lead the finance team. I was a VP of finance. And then I worked in power. And then I worked in data. Uh, so providing data services to arms of government, providing uh, revenue assurance to arms of government. And, and this were fun times. Uh, and I believe after I got married, so I got married in June of 2016. Yeah. I, while I was on honeymoon, I had an epiphany that... I really, really want to help startups. Yeah. At this time, I'd been working at VGG for seven months. Things were looking good. Things were looking up. But I really, really wanted to help startups. Uh, my focus at VGG, while fantastic, but it wasn't yet as granular as I, as I wanted it, it to be. be. Yeah. Uh, at the time, Kola, I know, was also having his epiphany in Abuja that he really, really wanted to help startups. Uh, and... I think I tweeted about this that the chance meeting I had with Kola was Kola used to actually be my wife's boss, oh. so my wife was a project manager with uh, uh, in emerging platforms. Yeah, and she told me, "Hey, you should come meet my my boss." And 
he wants to meet you because I'm getting married. Mm-hmm. He wants to know who you are getting married to. And so we go in for a chat about marriage and life. <laughs> and then we end up talking about, hey, you should come be a mental adventures platform. Um, and this was before the wedding. After yeah. the wedding, I called him like, hey, that mentorship thing. What's up? What's going on? Let's start. And you're like, hey, would you like to also be program manager while you're mentoring? I'm like, okay, let's do this That's for great. a bit. Yeah. So we did that, had a fantastic run. Um, the guys at Ventures Platform are good people. And I'm forever grateful for the platform and for the opportunity to impact lives. Because in a year and a half, we did 20 plus deals. Some of those deals are some of the brightest and most passionate entrepreneurs I know. And about a year ago, I first got the nudge from Google uh, that they're starting to launch that program. I mean, the ecosystem was aware. Yeah. It was a big splash when the Google CEO came, came and around. Yeah. Uh, and I was excited when I got the nudge that, hey, would you like to join the team? Obviously, you think about Google, you think about how massive it is as an organization and it's a dream job. So that, that took a few back and forth, a few months, and uh, November finally accepted and December I started. So who was Henderson? Who? Like, was uh, Henderson <laughs> them or Google was... Well, like... I mean, so the applications were out there for everybody to apply, but um, with with a machinery like Google, they, there's always people constantly looking out. And I tell everybody, update your LinkedIn. Very, very important. Update like, your LinkedIn. Super. If, even if you're a... Even if you're an entrepreneur, there's... there's And again, there's a difference between update your LinkedIn and embellishing. Mm. Yeah, a lot of people go there, write blockchain enthusiasts, <laughs> founder, CEO, executive. Like be, spe- be specific, be specific about, about the knowledge you have, exactly. like the certificates you have, exactly. and stuff like what that. you can, what you can do. Make it very practical because mm-hmm. people are uh, the, the the unemployment rates are high. I mean, it's eighteen point eight percent by the last uh, this uh, crazy given. Yeah. But the truth is, ask most business owners, their top three challenges: access to talent. Mm-hmm. Any state of business, so whether it's a small business or a massive business, yeah. the top three challenges: how do we find and retain the best people? So if you're not putting your best foot forward, forward yeah, uh, you're doing yourself a disservice. So I, I actually got reached out on LinkedIn, and funny story: when I got li- reached out on LinkedIn, um, I laughed. I was like, ah, these scammers have come, <laughs> because in in the same week I had a Google offer, I had a Facebook offer, and a couple of other offers, but it all happened in one week. I think I even joked with my team at VP then that ah, somebody has shared my email address to scam at, yeah. you know, but, but it was good. It turned out not to be a scam, mm. um, turned out to be real. And we just, so at that point you still have to prove yourself because even if absolutely. you're content, absolutely. you still have to go through the process. It's a very merit-based process. Yeah, absolutely. That's wonderful. Um, so what do you do at Google presently? My official title is a uh, head of startup success and services. That's a very long title. It's a very long title. Um, I like to think of it as head of SSS. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, then people start to look at me funny, like head of SSS at Google. Yeah. Um, but but I, I co-lead the Launchpad Accelerator program. Mm. So Launchpad is Google's way of connecting with the best startups in an ecosystem. So uh, for our program, it, the, the scope of our program is Africa. So Launchpad Africa, uh, we connect startups from the ecosystem to the best of Google's network, Google's yeah. technologies, mm-hmm. Google's resources, and even mentors from the ecosystem. And we've been doing this for, the Launchpad program has been running for about four years, but Launchpad mm-hmm. Africa is in its first year. Yeah, uh, We've graduated the first class earlier in the year, and mm-hmm. we're currently at the mid midpoint of the second class. 
Awesome. So what's interesting about doing what you do? Like, um, what's what's fascinating? I'm, I'm sure you've you've met a lot of um, very exceptional founders, right? Um, mm-hmm. And how, how how do you impact your your own knowledge, what you've learned over the past years into the same exceptional founders? Um, so for me, I, I strongly believe that the difference between who you are now and who you'll be in five years, two years, ten years, tomorrow is essentially what you know and who you know. So the difference between the better version of you is, is that. And I make it a point that every day I go to bed, everybody who interacts with me will become better off. Everybody who has spent some time with me will be better off. So even in the program design, even in the way we interact, one thing is clear, you can't possibly reach everybody, but make sure that the people who you reach, are, you reach them well. So we actually work with an influencer model, which is essentially, I might not be able to reach every single person in Kinshasa and Congo, yeah. but if I can reach the a team of committed, motivated people, mm-hmm. then they can potentially go out there and spread the knowledge. Mm-hmm. I might not be able to reach everybody in Lagos, but if I can reach 10 people in Lagos, they can now, that multiply effect. Goes. Yeah. So um, some of the learnings that I have, I try to share as much as possible. I try to be uh, vocal on social media, uh, Twitter especially. I try to be vocal on Medium. I try to make time in person for people because the work I do is very front-facing. Mm-hmm. Uh, com- connecting with the community is very essential. So I try to do all of this both on my job and off off the job because um, at the end of the day, what are we going to tell our children that we just sat back, folded our hands while everything nothing. went? Yeah. Oh, no. Awesome. Um, so we have different types of people, right, who do different things. Some are 95ers, some have their own also. Um, I, I, I would believe that even the 95ers, that's their also. Basically, like if you're trying to put food on your table and trying to like um, give value to other people as well. What's your advice for, I'm going to give you two sets of people, right? The first people are folks who have passion for something, they have their hustle, but things are not just making sense. Like it's pretty, pretty tough for them, right? Then you have the second set of people who have a nine to five, but they're so passionate about their hustle but they can't leave the security on their job. of their job because they need mm-hmm. that money to survive, right? What advice do you have to both individuals, two different sets of yeah. individuals? Um, so the first, the first thing is a lot of people do go into entrepreneurship for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go into entrepreneurship because they want to be their own boss, they want to dictate their own working hours, they want to live the life and they want to put founder CEO yeah, on their link front of their names. <laughs> in front of their names. Um to most of those people, most of them, because some of them get lucky, but to most of them, they'll get very hungry very quickly. Mm. Um but to the guys who yeah. are genuinely passionate, who form the second group of people, yeah. But who have a a job that they're working on, uh I like to think about it as they say entrepreneurship is a risky endeavor, mm-hmm. but it's an endeavor that has a bunch of calculated risks. So, for example, if I'm going to swim in the ocean, it's risky because uh, something can attack you, um, you can lose oxygen. And yep. the, the least I can do is put an oxygen tank on my So, if I'm going deep, deep, deep sea diving. So, that's how I like to think about it 
when you're branching out, don't go out blindly. It's a very long and uh, lonely road, you know? People sometimes go, go in blindly, so you've not tested if the idea you want to work on is, work, is worth it. You've not tested if you have customers, you've not tested if you're offering and capturing value the right way. But it's possible to actually do that even while you still own your business. So I, I'm on the fence when it comes to side hustles. Mm-hmm. I, I believe everybody should not be idle. Yep. Uh, I believe in the disciplined pursuit of one thing. But I believe that, hey, while you, if you're certain this is what you want to do, then make calculated moves, make a plan that, okay, in two years, I will break out of my nine to five and I'll do this particular thing. But in those two years, it's not just enough to just be amassing money. Mm. In those two years, you also want to do market research. Yeah. In those two years, you want to build an MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a lot of people, they rush and they go and find a developer to quickly build a website for them. In those two years, you can be using Google Forms to ask people questions. Um, I met with a team yesterday who are looking for money to build what they believe is the next billion dollar company. And I asked them, where do they live? This one told me, they both told me where they live. I said, you live in markets. Mm-hmm. Your business is an idea for the market. You don't need a website and yeah. to start looking for customers. Just like open you, your right door yeah. and talk to people. And for a lot of people, with the extra time that you have, that's when you can spend that time developing your side hustle because uh, it's not easy. Entrepreneurship is not easy. For every one success story, there's 99 others who have failed. Lot, yeah, failures, yeah. Um, for the other guys who are, the other guys are the guys who are crochet. Who, who have who have their, 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 their hustle, but things are not just but things work, are not, and they're not they don't have like a nine to five, yes. right? Um, again, that's that's the the cost part of the blessing and the curse. Yeah, there's there's a there's nothing like an overnight success. Sure. And because there's no overnight success, you need to understand that you toil and toil and toil, and nobody will remember your toiling until the day things start to make make up. It's it's about realizing that. You should fail fast. Fail mm. very fast. If something is not working out, there's no point being stubborn about it and sticking to it. But not just fail fast because people have started taking fail fast wrong. Mm. Fail fast and learn. And I think that's what I wrote on the Ventures Platform wall when everybody wrote that. Fail fast and learn. The unlearn is perhaps the most critical part because um, one line we like to quote some often is Thomas Edison yeah. when he couldn't get the light bulb and he said, I've learned... 9,000 ways that it would not work, mm, you know, so yeah. and that's essentially how you should think about entrepreneurship When you take the feelings of the challenges that you face today Try to convert those lessons try to convert those learnings. So for example, if you started a business and CBN regulation Stopped you the next business you're starting When you're thinking about your risks and how to mitigate you need to look out for a business Mm. That does not that is not prone to government regulation, or yeah. even if it's prone, you need to give yourself enough wiggle room. So if you are building a business and competition comes and maybe you have, you've built something and all of a sudden your biggest competitor just releases your whole your whole platform releases your, product, as, yeah. your whole product releases <laughs> as a future. You know, oh. you know, <laughs> you're in trouble. So you need to realize that the next business you're building, you should build a product that can stand on its own and not a future, or you should find a market that is big enough and you have enough buy-in, mm-hmm. enough time rather, that if your computer releases something, they will not switching costs higher. Yeah. You know that you can coexist. So so that that is my base advice. Um 
the myth of the overnight success is exactly that a myth mm-hmm. uh people are 10 years overnight successes mm-hmm. people are uh, five years even for the work the work i do a lot of people say oh i want to start helping startups how do i do it how do i start today but i remind them that in 2013 2014 2015 i was just studying i was just reaching out to people i have cold emails yeah i've written to people in the ecosystem that hey i really like what you're doing yesterday i was at the business of business conference i was a guest speaker and whatnot and a panelist but four years ago while reading Odun's articles, I used to take notes that I'll ask her questions when mm-hmm. I meet her in person. Yeah, it? shout out to Odun. Shout out to Odun. She, she, she's, a, she's an awesome, <laughs> yeah, she's she an awesome <laughs> individual. Like she knows her onions and she, she, she she's just out there doing what she knows how to do. Exactly. Best. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So so that that's what it is. So um, just keep at it. Keep getting the lessons. Uh, keep learning. Uh, and yeah. It'll so you, you you travel a lot, um, and that's because of. The job that you do because you you meet you can meet a lot of people right how do you balance that with your life like family so i don't balance it with my life because mm. that's my life the, the whole traveling the whole job i am very very immersed in um in the work i do mm-hmm. uh and i'm also very immersed in my family so we thank god for technology today um my daughter already recognizes me on facetime that's good well when she has my time <laughs> <laughs> If the TV is not very sweet, <laughs> uh, yeah. but my daughter is six months old, so oh. so um, it's a very young family, and it takes its toll on on you and on, on, on the work. But mm-hmm. but you have to be committed to making it work. Um, I do things like I'm all, like I, I come back home from my trips and I stay home. Uh, working in an environment like this, there's always the flexibility to work from home every now and then. Yeah, uh, there's also having an understanding spouse who. Um, is not only also as passionate about the work I do, but also is engaged. Is she into tech as well? She's, so my, my wife is into tech. She works in banking, but she she's a project manager in tech in banking. Oh, so, um, awesome. So a lot of things. So she's also busy. Um, but again, it's just a commitment that, look, I want to make this work. And I will do you guys bounce ideas off each other? Yes. Every now and then. Um, she, sometimes she gets tired of my ideas because I'm like, oh, go and do this, go and do this. She's like, you to go and do this. <laughs> but we do, we do. Um, she, she also has an IT background, so she understands a lot yeah. of work I do. Yeah. Uh, she's also an entrepreneur, so she also understands the work that I do. So it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. Would there ever be any time that you venture into like being, you, you mentioned earlier that you were born into an entrepreneurial yeah. family. Um, would there be any time where you, have your own business like you've been I've, I've, had, I've had my business before um and in some ways i still have i think i still have business if they've not kicked me out yet but i, I understand what you mean mm-hmm. i jokingly tell my friends that i figured that instead of doing instead of supporting only one business that the business i own and run yeah how about i support 100 businesses every year which is helping people take my knowledge take my experience take my relationships uh because also part of what I do in the ecosystem is I, I, I like to play the background role of just, oh, I need access to XYZ. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, sure. But if I, I feel like if I was focusing on one business, I would be very focused on that business and I may not have time to do this. So in lots of ways, I see what I do as my hustle. Mm. And mm. while I do this at Google right now, uh, and I'm very excited with the platform, and I was speaking to you about this earlier, mm-hmm. I'm excited with the platform and the skill that working at Google allows you to do. Yep. Uh, and because Google as an organization is very passionate about this, it's very aligned. Yeah. Uh, but I believe solely that if 
this job, if I did not have this job, I would still be doing what I'm doing. Yeah. So yeah. in yeah. lots of ways, this is my hustle. This is my startup. Um, mm, mm, I like that. Yeah, this 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 <laughs> is it. You know, mm, mm, that's interesting. Um, so I'm just gonna be like shooting some questions at you. Proudest accomplishments? Being a dad. Oh really? Yeah. That must be very nice. Yeah, my daughter looks like me. <laughs> she does. <laughs> she does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, biggest misconception about you? I think my glasses. When I wear my glasses, they make me look serious. But biggest misconception, people don't think I'm tall. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't yeah. look tall. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm I think, tall. I think, I think she should be like about 5'10. 5'11. Oh, 5'11. See yourself. See yourself. You're one inch. Just my one inch. Something in the past you wish you could change? Um, I wish I figured this out early. Mm-hmm. I wish I figured out that I wanted to work with startups early. I, I don't regret the, the career path I took. But it took me probably eight years of doing other stuff, working. Yeah. Um, but I wish I knew early that this, I wanted to work with startups, I would have probably joined five years earlier. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, the best piece of advice you ever got? Oof, you're not special. The best piece of advice I got was you're not special. And I think Mark Essien also tweeted it in a different way that hard work trumps talent if talent doesn't work hard sure that that just that that keeps me awake every day oh nice is there something you believed to be true for a very long time but realized recently that it was false oh yeah i I believed in the idea of like the perfect person Mm. i believed that everybody could put their mind to being perfect and for the longest time i always tried to strive for that and i believed that people were perfect but uh, as I grew older, I realized that people are inherently f- flawed and that people will show their flaws. So that, that also changes and it allows you, it gives you some perp- um, wiggle space mm-hmm. to forgive people easy, easily. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's, that's, that's a very, very interesting yeah. answer. If you could take anyone to lunch, dead or oh. alive, who would it be and why? Mm. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. It would be my grandmother, my dad's mother. Why? Growing up, she was perhaps one of our... She was the closest grandparent. Uh, I, was, I was close to both grandmothers, and my other grandmother is alive, so I guess that's why it's not her, because mm-hmm. I see her mm-hmm. yeah, often. Regularly, but yeah. she, she, had, um, she had a lot of plans, and we're close. And in lots of ways, I was like her. But she died before I... She died when I was 12 years old. So I was too young to fully understand a lot of the things she was saying. So it would mm. be good to just understand. Guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. Oof. Chocolate, man. Wow. Chocolate. <laughs> Chocolate and, and carbohydrate. <laughs> That's peculiarity. <laughs> <love Africa. laughs> Cannot stop it. You know, you want to do Fit Farm. Yeah, but you, you, that rice is too That good, rice man. and that bread, you're eating it. Yeah. Um, chocolate, chocolate and carb. What is something we should be paying more attention to these days? Oh, we should be reading, man. Reading and politics. Mm. A lot of us fight for candidates yeah. who we would not employ. You know, you fight and you argue that this is my man. Yeah. So I feel like education and politics are two things that we need to pay a lot more attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, get your voters card, vote. It's too late now, but yeah. vote. 
get involved actively in politics. What superpower do you wish you had? Easy. Ability to read and control minds like Professor X. Ah, nice, nice. I feel like that's the strongest. Cool, cool stuff. Um, so let's talk about like the next two, three years for you. Yeah. What's it going to be like? Like I said, I'm, I'm really committed to, to startups. I'm really committed to the ecosystem. Or maybe even starting your own. You know. We never know. It might be, it might be something in the ecosystem. Yeah. But one, one thing is certain for me. I will keep supporting startups. I will keep yeah. supporting the ecosystem. Uh, I, this, we've not scratched this. We've not finished scratching the surface. Yeah. I'd like for us to go deeper mm-hmm. and wider. So there's a lot of skill issues. I still go for conferences. I still go for events where there are passionate young people yeah. who do not know about the tools that are available mm-hmm. uh, to them. There are people who could, who their lives could be significantly better. Yeah. They're very smart people who could build solutions quicker if they are aware of what is available to them. So yeah. in the next two, three years, I will still be doing what I'm doing, which is supporting startups. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not certain the platform I would be, yeah, yeah. but uh, I, I, I'm very convinced about Google's sincerity of purpose. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm very passionate about that too. Do you have like products, tools, whatever you use on a daily basis, you know, maybe trying to navigate the old traffic in Vegas or... Oh, in terms of apps that people don't use a lot, I use yeah. Blinkist. Okay. Uh, well, Blinkist. Blinkist is a. It's it allows you read any book. It summarizes non-fiction books oh. in fifteen minutes or less. Yeah. And it breaks it down into small chapters. So I, that would definitely be good for traffic. Oh yeah. So I use Blinkist a lot. Awesome. Awesome. So to, like to to end this, like, what advice would you give um, the young self? Biggest advice is just take it easy. Everything has a process. Uh, if you jump up, you fall down. If you grow up, you will stay up. Yeah. Mm. Just take it easy and trust the process. Yeah. So that that would be the biggest advice I give myself. And um, and also stop worrying. Eh? Mm. <laughs> stop worrying. Mm. It'll be okay. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, Diet. My pleasure, man. Really appreciate. Yes, sir. Thank you.